This podcast is NSFW, not safe for work, and is not for persons under the age of 19. Conversation and discussion content will include language and terminology that is graphic or explicit. The personal opinions of the speaker is for the purpose of sharing perspective or discord regarding the personal practice of kink, BDSM, leather, and authority-based relationships among consenting adults. As adults, we will agree or disagree. Our goal is learning and exploring what it is we do. This podcast is copyright and the exclusive property of BFD Atlanta. All rights reserved. Hello, welcome to the Black Femme Dom podcast. I am your host, Miss D Dom. I have two special guests with me tonight, and I will let them introduce themselves to you. Go ahead, my special guest. Okay. Hey, I'm Miss Hydra, and I am Jerome Nix on Clubhouse. And I've been in the community for about six years or so, seriously in the community. Uh, I feel I've been a dominant pretty much all my life, but uh, seriously in the community for about six years or something. And um, I am Miss Hydra on FET. And um, yeah, that's about it right now. Thank you. And next. Hello there. I'm Miss Lala Dom. I am a lifestyle dominant with about 15 years of experience. I enjoy interacting with both male and female substance slaves, whether online or in person. I am uh, Miss Lala Dom on Fet Life, and I'm also Miss Lala Dom on Clubhouse. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And if you haven't figured it out tonight, we're going to be talking about Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Have you heard of it? So I want to discuss because both Miss Lala Dom and Miss Hydra are both Black Femme Doms and they are holding space on Clubhouse. And so before we get into our questions, please someone tell us what Clubhouse is, technically speaking. Yeah, this is Ms. Hydra, and Clubhouse is relatively new social interactive uh, application, and it it has been around for a little bit over a year. It is a audio based social networking application, and that is you don't necessarily have. Uh, postings like words and stuff the you have your picture and you have your voice and there are many many different rooms and clubs as they call them where you could connect on many different issues and you just like go into a room and you either listen or you're invited to the stage to participate in the conversation it is now worldwide uh, it just had, it, it was at first 
Apple Center now is open to Androids and it's now open across the world. And um, so it's been pretty popular and um, it's, a, it's a really interesting kind of new way to communicate with folks. How did you find out about Clubhouse? I am a um, social networking kind of curious person. And I think I was on Twitter. Someone had said something about Clubhouse. And I was like, what's that? And so I went on to my Facebook page. And I asked, a, so I asked people, hey, does anybody have a Clubhouse invite? And a friend of mine did. She said, uh, you need to be on Clubhouse. And so she sent me an invite. And I basically downloaded it and um, just dived right in. But really what spoke to me was the fact that it's an audio uh, platform. And since I do radio, it, I was like, oh, this is right down my alley. And I just dove right on into it. And that's how you invited myself and Miss Lala Dom. So we are definitely, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely following your coattails on the clubhouse train for sure. Yeah. And I started. So, go ahead. I started just like, hey, folks, y'all want to try this? And I was enthusiastic, and I did realize that maybe some folks are not as enthusiastic as I am. <laughs> so. I just put it out there, and uh, the thing about it was, and still is, once you send out a, a invitation, the invitation doesn't go away. So if some folks, if you send out the invitation to someone uh, three, four months ago, that invitation is still there. Well, I'm curious, so I was definitely going to go out there and be nosy and figure out what's going on. You know, what does Miss Hydra know that I don't know that I need to know? And so I definitely was um, excited to learn new technology, even though I am an IT geek. I don't know everything. I don't know how everything works. So I definitely appreciated the invite uh, that you shared with me. And, um, and I'm able to see what you and Miss Lala Dom are doing out there. I appreciate that. So delving into the questions, explain the content that you both deliver on Clubhouse. For me, uh, and thanks to uh, Ms. Hydra's invitation, as you previously mentioned, I, you know, for me, I have, a, I do have my own club now. I've only been on the, the platform since I think March-ish. And so what I like about it is the ability to, to talk to people, the immediacy of it, if you will. And that audio also appeals to me. I'm not so much a, a video person, you know, but just being able to talk to someone, you learn so much listening to people, hearing their voice. Um, and so I've learned uh, just going into the BDSM related rooms, even before I created my own club, just listening to other people and the lifestyle, no matter you know how they identify, knowing that we have this common bond, you know, and it's it's fine to be on a kink-related website where you can maybe inbox each other back and forth, but there's something about the immediacy of being able to go into a room 
and hear someone talk about their journey in the lifestyle and contribute your, you know, experience and, and, and things that you've gone through that makes it so much fun. It's very enlightening. It's very, um, especially living in the, during this pandemic, even though, you know, a lot of people, more people are vaccinated and people are getting out and about. It's just something about being able to, to, to listen, you know, and it reminds me of radio too. I, I also have a bit of a radio background. Uh, decades ago, I used to work in radio news as a newscaster and just that immediacy, you know, Clubhouse definitely reminds me about radio, you know, back in the day, you know, generations before us, everybody would gather around the radio and just listen, you know, and it's just kind of exciting. And it's good to know that that concept has not lost its value. Uh, in terms of my club, it's called uh, Kinky Combos, and my club uh, meets every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we talk about all different kink BDSM related topics. So I'm excited to have that platform, you know, where, where people can come and engage in different conversations every week. So that's what Clubhouse means to me. And Ms. Hydra? Um, well, Clubhouse is, uh, I, I'm more of a politically focused person so when I first got on to Clubhouse I went into a lot of political rooms a lot of uh, uh, social justice and um, then I pretty much started a club but when I started it it was you had to actually fill out an application and you had to wait and then in the in the time period of waiting uh, they decided, well, we're just going to make it an in-out process and everybody start their, do their own club. And you still have to still have to wait a little bit now, but it's even easier now to start a club. So I, I was on, started on Clubhouse the second week of January. And um, so I was, I wasn't part of the first group, but maybe the third group of people that were the third wave of people and uh, so right now I have about six clubs and they are growing and two of them are one's living with FLR living FLR female-led relationships and the other is Kink City Connections when I first started Kink City Connections it was really only like that and two other groups of kink-related groups that, that were on the platform. And now it has quadrupled. And, uh, and I do think one is a program that's sponsored by Clubhouse uh, because they have sponsored programs. I started it along with the other groups I have. There's one called Club If, which is Club Intersectional Feminist and a, uh, let's see, what's the other? One of my fun ones is going to be on fan fiction because that's my thing. And so I started it, my thing was I really wanted to connect with people that shared my likes and passions. And so 
that's why I started group. And usually when I get on social media, those are one of the first things I do. Who out there likes the weirdness that I like? And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I started the club in a very fundamental way was to find people who like the things that I like. And then as it got, got on, it's like, I've been doing radio for over 20 something years. I can turn this into like a, a whole radio station basically. And Clubhouse in its nature, it actually encourages that. Uh, they encourage content creators to create, you know, their, you know, any way that they can make money or whatever. And, um, and they encourage that by offering tools to help you. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just run all of these clubs under the CDC, which is called, which stands for Sharon Does Clubhouse. So, so this is something that I want, I have always wanted to do, like kind of have a radio uh, program or something like this where I keep content going. So it's, it's fun. It's, it's just, it's, it's really out of all of the social networks. This one's really in my wheelhouse. And it seems so interactive. I thought about um, what Ms. Lala said about the immediacy of talking to someone. Um, it's like being able to talk to someone without giving out your phone number. And, you know, we kind of like that. At least I'm a little leery about doing that. Um, when I meet people on FetLife or on Facebook um, or in kink scenes or kink spaces, I'd rather just wait and see. Um, but if they want to hear my voice and I want to hear their voice, Clubhouse seems like a, a really good place to do that in one of the clubs. So I, I know I appreciate that, you know, being able to, to reach out without reaching out with my seven digits. Or mm -hmm. 10 digits, excuse me now, <laughs> 10. <laughs> um, and so the next question, you both basically answered why Clubhouse, but, you know, more specifically as Black Femme Doms, why create a space for Femme Doms there on Clubhouse? Why create these clubs? Um, and why be the Black Femme Doms present to do so? Well, when I, I'm, I'm of the belief that if there's a space, then we should be there. It just simply <laughs> if space is created, then we should be there because we should be everywhere. And so I, uh, my philosophy is why not? And um, and it seems that I'm not the only one that have that. Uh, when Clubhouse actually started, it was actually geared towards or had most of their content created by people of color. And so I, it, to me, it just seems like just a natural extension. It's like get in that space, get in there. It's mm -hmm. there, get in there. Miss Valadam? Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that uh, about the uh, origins of Clubhouse. Is it, is it owned by people or founded by people of color? Ms. Hydra, did, is that, I've heard that 
a couple of times people say that, but is that true to your knowledge? Is it still owned by people of color or founded by someone of color? It's, it's founded by two men who are, I, I don't know about one of them, but I, I'm quite sure that if they're uh, Southeast Asian, I think, and I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. But it is two men. Two men, yeah. Two hetero and, and I, men. Did you say <laughs> hetero men? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just like being there as, as a femdom. You know, it feeds into my desire <laughs> for control, if you will. So, you know, having my, my club, Kinky Convos, it just is a place for me, you know, to have conversations and kind of direct and lead the conversation. And it, the fun part, you know, it takes time. You have to build a following, like, like Sharon says, and you have to offer um, enticing and exciting, you know, content and topics. And you have to be a leader believe it or not. So, you know, to have, a, to have a club and to have it, to grow it to the point where it becomes successful does take a lot of work. So, but I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. And you couple that with the audio, you know, platform, the way it's audio based. And, and that really just really fe feeds into who I am as a femdom and, and the leader that I consider myself to be. And being willing, willing to impart knowledge and also to learn from others. So it's, it's really, and I agree with Ms. Hydra out of all the social media platforms that I'm on, Clubhouse is by far my favorite, definitely. I think even with not seeing each other's faces, I think it's a little bit more personable. Um, because we do get to hear the voice. Uh, I think that's what I appreciate um, quite a bit about it, is hearing everybody's voice. Um, and so speaking about being Black Femme Doms, and we've all talked about um, female-led relationships, do you feel FLR needs more public exposure on social media or platforms like Clubhouse? How do you feel about that? I, I certainly think it can use more, uh, more, more uh, exposure. And I say that because they're like, I'm on Reddit a lot too. It's probably my second favorite place. And there are a lot of different groups on there that speak to uh, FLR. Uh, the thing is, though, sometimes information um, is not necessarily correct, or sometimes it's mostly male-driven. So, you know, you're only getting one part of the information. And I always think that there is always someone out there that's seeking information that doesn't, you know, either go to this site or go to this. So the more the information is out there in the many different platforms, the more you uh, people have access to it and the more that they could tailor their, their access and what they need specifically based on the number of uh, places that have this information. 
So, you know, the more you can find your people to make the best decisions you want about, let's say, FLR, then that's, that's to me, is a good thing. So, um, and, and also the thing about Clubhouse is sometimes people pop in and they pop out. But one of the things that I've noticed in these, these two, Kink and FLR, is that they're a little nervous. Someone told me yesterday, I would come in your room, but I'm like nervous. And then another person said, oh, no, I go there all the time. It's fun. And she's just, you know, it's educational. And she, she just rolls with it. So don't be nervous. So but the thing is, you could, there's a button on there that says leave quietly. And no one thinks of, of it if you leave, even if you're on the stage. Um, if you like, oh, I gotta go. You don't have to make a big production. You can go. It's that it's the phone is in your hand, and so what that allows, what that allows to happen is that people will pop in who are not sure, who are just kind of want to learn. They're more willing to pop in when they don't have to make such a social investment. They're more willing to pop in and learn. And then those who just pop in for a couple of seconds and pop out, they may turn around and follow you. And then they'll follow, you know, ask to follow the club. And then, um, you know, they'll build up their, their sort of um, um, interest or their courage to actually stay longer. Like what happened last night in one of the groups where there's a person that pops in, stays for two seconds and leaves come to the next one, pop in, stay for two seconds and leave. Well, this person actually was in there for at least 20 minutes yesterday. So I was like, okay, okay, you you making your strides, good for you. And uh, so that was nice. Ms. Lailadam? Yeah, I was going to add that, you know, the ability to pop in and listen and one thing that I definitely learned uh, from uh, Ms. Hydra is that, you know, there's the, the way it's set up is the people on this quote unquote stage are the ones who are doing all, most of the speaking. And then you have another level, which is where the people who follow someone on the stage reside. And that's called, I guess, the first audience. And then you have a third level of audience of people that don't really follow anybody on the stage at all, but they just popped into the room. But I think it's important to note that when people do pop in, I have to resist the urge to kind of call them out, if you will, and invite them to come up on the stage and talk. Because as Ms. Hydra said, not everyone wants to speak. People are perfectly content to just listen. And so while it's good to acknowledge them and, you know, welcome them into the room by name, because you do see their avatar and their name, so you can, you know, recognize them. But I, it, it works much better when you allow people to come and listen, if that's all they want to do. And then there's another feature where you can raise your hand, and it's always good to reset the room as you're having your conversation and, you know, take the temperature of the room and welcome the newcomers in, you know, and that's one of the things that the moderators or the, or the hosts of the room have to be mindful of. Not only are you talking and directing the conversation, you got to keep an eye out on your room, you know, who came in, who left, 
um, who raise their hand that maybe they do want to come up on the stage and contribute. So you you know there's a lot going on in any given club, um, whether you're the moderator or you're just a member, you know, in, in the audience or if you're on the stage. So it's always good to to watch the screen and you know be aware of what's going on as you're having your discussion in the different clubs. And that can also be the way to invite people to continue to come back. Um, I like the fact that you both do that, that you acknowledge people out in the audience and then give them the opportunity to come up on stage. I think that that welcoming part is that, that little like, you know, you know, promotional push that, you know, they're welcoming there, you know. So go ahead, Miss Hydra. Yeah, I think it also depends on the club. Like, I do have a club like um, uh, All, which is Atheist Love and Life, that for the most part, I, I don't, I just let it happen. I don't necessarily facilitate it to the nth degree because of the fact that a lot of people want to pop in and listen, and I know that. And, um, and, if they want to, there's some, it depends on the group. Like I do heavily moderate uh, both the kink groups because of the fact is that uh, Kink City Connections in particular is a film centered group. And so I, I moder moderate that heavily because of the fact that I know how submissives can be, male submissives specifically can be, and I want to watch to see who's in the room so, so trolls cannot happen, and that I want eyes on them because of the fact that um, see if they follow other people and um, if they, you know, if they kind of step out of line. And so there, it, it depends on it depends on the group as to how I moderate it. Wonderful, wonderful. And so for the next question, um, how necessary do you both feel it is for kink, BDSM, and power exchange type of relationship? How how important is that? to educate people in your clubs? Or do you let it flow like you just said about your other club? Do you just kind of let it flow or do you feel like, you know, it's necessary to kind of direct the education or just create the safe space for conversation? I think it's important to let people know that no two dynamics look the same you know it's like a recurring refrain you just keep saying you know even though we could be talking about bondage or we could be talking about submissives versus slaves you know everybody has their own definition of those things and I find it's important to to allow for that you know and to keep to keep reiterating that there's no right the one right way to do everything in kink you know, so it, it, it's educational, but you also have to allow, meet people where they are because everybody's at different levels. Some people are just exploring. A lot of people, 
I find myself when people come on stage or even when they come sitting in the audience, I'll click on their, their avatar and just read their profile. And sometimes they have a little bit of a kink background that they mention there, sometimes they don't. So it's very important that the education, you know, that what's going on on the stage is inclusive and it has that disclaimer there that there's no right or wrong way to do anything that we're talking about in the kink space because people, you know, they take that information and they can internalize it or they may even take it to some of their other clubs that they're in where a kink topic may come up and they'll remember what they heard or learned in your club you know, and maybe be able to talk about it somewhere else. So I, I find myself being very mindful of everybody in the room and, and just realizing that people are at different levels. So you can't jam stuff down people's throat or say, this is the way it's done. You know, none of that kind of language, I think, serves anybody any good. So I find myself being very mindful of everybody in the room and where they are in their journey. Yeah, I I do that too, but I do have a stronger focus on um, education, and I do believe that there is a way to educate without, you know, ramming it down anybody's throat or anything, or even saying this is the way it should be done. Um, I centralize education because um, one of the things I wrote when I uh, wrote about this club and um, is that I feel that even though people have more than one way to do things there's so many people out there and especially new folks that come into it that practice things in unhealthy ways and so um, there's certainly I'm certainly aware of that and how to teach best practices and of course, yes, certainly putting out there that there is no one way to do it, but here are some best practices and here are some tools that you may need to help you in your decision on where are you gonna do in this lifestyle. And then also for me, um, in particular with uh, living FLR, I don't wanna say it's, theory base, but if you if you have the, the level of if you can gauge the level of kink in a room, that room is probably less kink and more sort of relationship based and more in just having general conversations on on like what is it like to be in a relationship and a relationship where females where women are the ones in control or femmes are the ones in control and and so and the reason why I did that is because sometimes when we're having conversations about um DS or MS it tends to be more focused in on play and I want it to be, I want, I want these, this club, especially living female-led relationships, FLR, to not so much focus in on play, 
but to focus in in a more holistic way of living in a dynamic. And then with King City Connections, it's the same thing. I'm looking for a more holistic way to do this where we look at every single aspect of living in this dynamic. And I don't control that quote unquote so much because of course again um it's it's uh, however people do what they do and uh and it is more heavily bdsm in in nature but i just you know i just want to have a more holistic kind of conversation um and it's already challenging because it's still people are so focused in on just like the the what do you do the what are the tools you do the what that kind of aspect of it and that's fine and fun but there's so much more about it i mean i guess that's one of the things i love about ms uh, master slave dynamics is that it that that concentration or that holistic piece is there um, to, to have that conversation where there's like even MSC, the conference, that there's no play space because it's about learning and, and being involved in dynamic or getting into a dynamic or your relationship. And I really like that. So that's kind of my bigger intention but I certainly don't want to silence those who want to do, who want to focus in on the kink, the play. And I will say as a participant, I am not leading that, but as a participant and under um, the leadership in your clubs, I will say that I feel good about just being present and being able to share more than trying to educate someone because of what you're saying, the holistic letting it flow, hearing different perspectives and, and understanding that, you know, no dynamic is the same. No relationship starts out the same. You know, um, I think last night we heard some people who came from the swing world and now are, are participating in femdom culture. And so it's just being able to share your story and not being, um, you know, very heavy handed with, you know, this is the true way. Um, I do appreciate that both uh, from you. And so the next question, last two questions we get getting to is name one negative about hosting Clubhouse. Only one. What would it be? If you had to choose one, what is the one negative? Because it's not all um, peaches and red velvet cake. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. For me, it is kind of spotting a troll, you know, someone who, who pops into your room. And sometimes it could be right before you're about to close out. And I always try to take a quick peek at their profile. And usually if there's nothing in the profile, you kind of have to do a quick measurement, weigh it out in your head and go, I don't know, you know, and if you let them on the stage and I've experienced a troll, you know, before, and usually, you know, it's abusive language or, you know, they're, 
they just come on stage to insult you and it, you know and they run and usually they leave themselves they leave quietly but just being ready to to move someone back to the audience and you know take away the the, the power of that mic from them so i would say uh, having a troll come into your room is probably the least pleasant part for me on Clubhouse. And uh, I would say that it's it, the, the negatives that go with any other social network are certainly here as well. Um, the, there's drama in Clubhouse that is annoying that um, you know, it's just in any other social network. So I would say the drama. Yeah, drama just is, it's like clouds and air. <laughs> it's right, always right. going to be there. It's yep. just like, not tonight, not tonight or not today. <laughs> and so thinking about the negative, what would be one positive that would snuff out that negative? What's one one thing, even though you know there may be drama or trolls, what is one thing that is positive that kind of over, you know, kind of lays that, kicks the negative out that you would say? Only for one. me, for me, it's when people uh, appreciate the club, you know, and they, they express, you know, thank you for having this room and this conversation. So it, it feels good definitely to to be appreciated number one and to feel that you provided a service so that's the the best part of it for me what i love is the fact that you can communicate with people from all over the world and that is amazing to be able to hear their stories from everywhere um, is is like the greatest thing about Clubhouse. And it's gonna be the thing that keeps Clubhouse going. I, I just love that. Fantastic. And what would be your primary goal with your Clubhouse shows or clubs um, that you could speak of quickly in closing. What would be your personal or primary goal um, on Clubhouse, in your clubs? For me and the Kinky Convos Club, it, it's pretty self-explanatory just to continue having conversations because often that's the key to unlock, you know, doors and to enlighten people and to learn from other people by having conversations. So, Communication is the key. So as long as I can continue having those conversations, then I am satisfied. And uh, my desire, and putting it in the keeping it real category, is I, I want to, this is going to be my gig. So with all of the different clubs that I run, I, I want it to turn it into a sort of broadcast kind of network. And because um, this is, you know, my field of expertise, shall I say, over 20 years experience in doing this kind of thing. That, and the reason for that is what I said earlier, the opportunity to learn from, to hear from people all over the world 
on many different topics. Because uh, each club, you can have many, many different rooms. It's just a powerful media uh, and medium that I I would like to participate in. I I would love I love the fact that here's an opportunity that people from around the world can connect with each other and learn and grow and who knows what could come from this. It's extraordinary, and I just like to have a piece of that. Awesome, awesome, fabulous, fabulous. So um, from both of you, any last words, comments, self-promotions? Um, and I'll let you both uh, take your floor and do that. For me, just to invite people on Clubhouse, or if you're not on Clubhouse, to consider joining, and if you definitely have a, an interest about BDSM, consider you know joining and following Ms. Hydra and myself and, and our both all of our clubs so that you can join in the conversation as well. Yeah, oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, I love how you said that, that um, Ms. Lala. The, so you can join in the conversation. And yes, I'm under Sharon Nicks, I think. I don't have my phone here to see what I am. Under Sharon and um, Kinky, uh, as far as the Kinky Clubs, there is Living FLR, which you could put in the search engine on Clubhouse. And then there is a uh, Kink City Connections. And you could put that in there and they should pop up pretty easily. Uh, if you want to, uh, you could um, look even for my name and that's Jerome and it should be Jerome Nix. And I think you could follow or look under the at and that's Miss Hydra. I think it'll pull it up there now as well. And, um, and there you'll see my Instagram if you'd like to DM me on Instagram, if you have any questions about the other groups, I also have a Facebook page called CDC, Sharon Does uh, Clubhouse, where when I get to, to the point, I will be posting what's going on in all of the clubs that I run. Uh, they will be posted on there. I also help administrate a really fantastic group called Queer Aging for folks who do queer aging. And um, then there are other groups that I facilitate. So the thing is, the wonderful thing about Clubhouse is that you really can almost find anything there. It's like going to a conference on your phone. And so I do invite folks to come in and join the fun. And, you know, I also encourage folks when you're ready to start your own club because, you know, you just, your, your uniqueness is probably what's needed on this space. But when you're there, check me out, Sharon Nix or Ms. Hydra and it's Kink City Connections and Living FLR. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, I will not be starting a club. I will continue to support your club. <laughs> I really appreciate um, going to the clubs, um, 
and I appreciate the content that you both share and um, execute. So I will continue to support you and I will continue to share um, on Black Femme Dom Atlanta, on our social media, uh, when you are having your events. So I've been doing that. So uh, thank you again. Join us next time as we bring a new topic for your listening pleasure. Have questions or comments? Email them to bfdpodcast at bfdatlanta.com. Thanks to our guests for being present for the Black Film Dom Atlanta podcast. This is Miss D Dom, your host. Live life and be safe. Thank you.